0: set your phasers to fun and hold on to
1: your funds let's talk star trek the next generation with charlie and megan shut up wesley you're done. so come
0: on set your phasers to fun guys welcome back to set phasers
1: to fun ah oh, we did it i am charlie
0: i'm megan
1: if you're still listening to this you probably already knew that
0: <laughs> um
1: it's been a minute it's been a couple months but we're back
0: We had to uh, have some beauty regimens done. That's right. We spent Um, some some glamour times.
1: Our last episode came out on February eighth, so almost three months almost three months ago.
0: (laughs) All right, because I was that's right. I remember now. That's right. I was getting a full body skin replacement in the month of March. I'm now a completely different person. That's right. It's very exciting. Um. I traded places actually with my neighbor.
1: You face off your neighbor.
0: Yeah, I totally face off my neighbor. It was great. She's got my skin. I've got hers.
1: You know that's the funny thing about the show. They, they get face changes a lot with seemingly no downtime or real effort. It's like getting your nails done or something.
0: Sure. You go f- in. You get a you get a, a lift switch. <sighs> Suddenly, you get some some. Like alien stuff put in, some collagen stuff.
1: I mean, like Beverly fillers. Must, must Beverly must be like looking at her phone with one hand and like wanding your forehead with the other. <laughs> Megan, shall we um, do as we always do to start off the show and set our phasers to listener
0: mail? Yes, please. A guy in jail, Christian Bale, a girl named Gale You never know who's gonna write in So set your phasers to Listener
1: Mail As always, we are played in by Tony Taxton's moving theme The love theme to Listener Mail Brilliant So Jenna writes in, obviously
0: Admiral's Club
1: (laughs) Ah! Uh, I
0: love it so much
1: Oh, she's really excited about Hal Holbrook because he was on West Wing, which she loves.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he was. He was on the West Wing as like some ancient senator or something.
1: Who was he? Oh, no, that we mentioned him because he didn't play Mark Twain. Yes. <laughs> Hal, <laughs> so, Hal
0: Holbrook, a Star Trek near miss. <laughs> so all we,
1: all we have to do is mention people that were on the West Wing, and Jenna will get really excited. <laughs> Josh Molina.
0: Also, not on Star Trek.
1: Nope. (laughs) Nearly cast, maybe. I don't know.
0: They didn't even do a lot of walk and talks on Star Trek. No, you'd think so. They had a lot of hallways.
1: They did. I wonder how many. I was thinking about that the other day. I wonder how many hallways they built. I'll
0: tell you this. Just by the nature of the hallways, I think if I lived on the Enterprise, I would lose my mind. It's it's like being in like an apartment complex that never ends. Like that's right. It's like being, you get on the, like in a hotel and you're on the wrong floor, but it's identical to all the other floors. Like, I think I would go crazy.
1: I mean, get some wall sconces or something.
0: Right? Get some art. How about? How about some wallpaper? What, are you too good for some tasteful wallpaper future enterprise?
1: And also like the middle part of the walls are all computers.
0: It could be futuristic wallpaper. It could be like the optical kind where you cross your eyes and see dolphins. That's fine. That says future to me. Get some landmarks. Not all of us are oriented. Do you know what I'm saying? We need some orientation.
1: They sort of say that everybody on the ship has to know everything about every part of the ship.
0: Because
1: they all can, like, touch every panel and be like, Oh, now I'm a genius. I don't think that's possible. I mean, maybe it is for Picard, but...
0: I don't know. It seems like a lot of work to be in Starfleet.
1: Oh, yeah. Way too much work. Yeah. Especially for a post... Need supposed scarcity society.
0: That's right. I have all my uh, food and hall needs satisfied. Why would I want to learn things?
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's mighty optimistic <laughs> of the uh, of the writers and creators mm. of the Star Trek. So Jenna, hopefully, we'll we'll dole it. We're gonna parse out the uh, West Wing. Almost. Star- people who were almost in Star Trek from West Wing, we imagine. <laughs> we don't want to give you too much excitement. Oh, Jason Cassidy writes in. Hey,
0: Jason Cassidy! Admiral's Club!
1: Uh, he says, I feel like Megan Gogarty uh, needs to address the future birthplace of J- Captain James T. Kirk in Megan's Corn port. Uh, That's true! And he asked for my thoughts. Um, I guess you're just going to have to... I mean, I'm, I'm on board for it. Um, we'll have to see until later in the show when Megan... I uh, your corner <laughs> point.
0: <part>? File <laughs> that away.
1: They're saying I should just sit down, shut up, and wait. Well I wouldn't have put it exactly like that. Jarrett Moreland writes in. I don't know who he Hey! Is. You know I who know he Jarrett! Is. Yeah you do. He's awesome. Great. He says fork stabbing gynen is my favorite gynen, which is a quote from Megan Gogarty. Uh, quip labeling Megan Gogarty is my favorite Megan Gogarty. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. We're all lucky. <laughs> Jenna is back.
0: Let me tell you, Charlie, here's one of the advantages of not recording an episode for three months, is that we have a fair amount of listener mail.
1: These are all month's old tweets to us, but that's okay. (laughs) She says, hard to agree with uh, me that every Troy episode is the worst. To which I replied, not every Troy episode, every Loxana episode.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like Loxana. I I find her to be um, anarchical. and exciting. Plus, there's something about a mature woman's uh, embrace of her own sexuality that feels subversive and, like, fight the patriarchy, Lwaxana. I'm all about it.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it is my um, fatherhood that I really just like some peace and quiet. (laughs) I'm with Picard. I I just want things to be nice and orderly.
0: Okay, I read a thing that says people are either chaos Muppets or order Muppets. Uh Uh-huh. And you're an order Muppet, apparently.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, there, there it is. And she's like, to Troy is clearly a chaos Muppet." I'm so Bert. That... <laughs>
1: and who else is an order Muppet?
0: Let's see. This is well, Picard's an order Muppet for sure.
1: Yeah. So like Snuffy, but like Grover and.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Ernie's an Ernie. is a chaos Muppet. I see. Um, Oscar the Grouch is clearly a chaos Muppet. Sure,
1: sure. Um, yeah, I'm definitely an order Muppet.
0: Kermit is an order Muppet.
1: I've been an Order Muppet since I was born, though.
0: Yeah, that's who you you are. Like, Fozzie Bear is an Order Muppet who desperately wants to be a Chaos Muppet. (laughs) And Piggy is a Chaos Muppet who desperately wants to be an Order Muppet.
1: Everybody in the Enterprise is an Order Muppet, but everybody off of the Enterprise is a Chaos Muppet.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Let's think about that. Who, okay, you can't be in Starfleet without being a bit of an Order Muppet. But that said, there is, like, some chaos tendencies. Like, who is the most, most chaotic of the Order of Muppets? Barkley. Barkley, sure. Bev is a little, a little subversive sometimes.
1: I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. I think Data might be a little bit of a chaos Muppet. Oh! Just because he's striving to be a chaos Muppet.
0: Yeah, I like that. No, I think that's right. I think that's right. Because he doesn't fully understand the order, and so therefore he's always outside of it. Right. With his faux pas at weddings and things. Sure. Worf, total order Muppet. Total order, order Muppet. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He's an honor Muppet. <laughs> Is yeah. there a third
0: <laughs> I think that Riker has a little chaos Muppet in him, a little bit. I think Troy yeah. has a little bit of a chaos Muppet in her. Sure. They're going to
1: let their hair down. Oh, you know who was a uh, chaos muppet was uh, Doctor Pulaski.
0: Oh yeah, she was a chaos muppet for sure.
1: Hugh, pretty chaotic muppet,
0: muppet. Oh, the the total, cha- yeah, absolutely. Well, and like all like Max Headroom was a chaos muppet. Like mm-hmm. all of the the visitors that come in and like, you know, disrupted their order. I mean, it's right. just a classic comedy bit.
1: You told a joke. Yes. yes. I am not laughing. Yes. Jenna also says uh, Tony Fax really did outdid himself, even after appearing on the pod. Oh, with the I think Jenna likes the um, electro synth that that Tony wrote. (laughs) So yeah we're 100% we're on board. Oh, Josh writes in Admiral's Club Uh, Josh says um, I get the hint. I'd rather have your analysis than share my views We were kidding. (laughs) Josh, please (laughs)
0: Please. He's been nursing that grudge for three months
1: (laughs) Please Please don't leave us do anything
0: and thus our listener mail, that our phasers
1: now this was shared to us by a number of people a guy has uh written a i guess a bot that will write new star trek episodes
0: oh how delightful
1: for us so i thought we could maybe read one or two
0: let's do it
1: this comes to us from botnik studios uh, botnik.org b-o-t-n-i-k.org slash t-n-g um, they wrote a few scripts we're not going to read them all because they're long <laughs> but we're going to read some of them this is called episode 279 here's looking at Q that's pretty good already
0: already it's brilliant um, <laughs> now this was written by a computer program is that that's right? that's
1: right I believe what happens was they feed all the scripts into the computer and they tell it, write a new episode based on the scripts that you've seen so far. Fabulous. Opening shot. The heavily damaged Enterprise in orbit around a family restaurant. Captain's Log, Stardate 48213.7. We have been involved in a damp and terrible battle. However, today <laughs> is my first birthday in space. So I'm going to have an elaborate cat food dinner with my friend Worf. <laughs> Dining room we cut to the dining room of the family restaurant.
0: i get to be Worf. I'll be Worf and Q and you be Picard. Cause you're Great. working that Picard magic real good.
1: Go. Thanks. I feel like I bring his gravitas <laughs> to this. Uh, Mr. Worf. I appreciate this present of clothes for my birthday, but I, but as I am a boy, I need me my toys.
0: <laughs> you have disgraced my father with your words. <laughs> <laughs> My new Twitter bio. Mm-hmm. Then Q falls out the, of the ceiling wearing cargo pants, <laughs> and he says, "The time for me is here." <laughs> Never mind. That should be my new Twitter bio. Q,
1: I see you have a concussion.
0: I am immortal, Picard. I have hurt my head in a very big number of time. <laughs> Q takes a bite of his hand and then turns into a tractor. This is from the past!
1: (laughs) 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 Opening credits. space what is the point of it you have no idea this is the enterprise a big circle with a porch i'm the captain picard come with me
0: (laughs) cue main theme the enterprise zips and zaps at the screen for two hours (laughs)
1: the bridge. Data enters carrying a large dessert, which he throws at the view screen.
0: <laughs> and then Riker says, Don't tell me what to eat, Lieutenant.
1: Picard says, Making a mess is not a crime, but what if it was?
0: And then Data says, Is that a human metaphor? And would you please stop speaking with human feelings? <laughs> I want all of these to be my Twitter bio. <laughs> German breathing is heard over the loudspeakers (laughs) now you be Riker I'll be Uh,
1: Okay, Riker says it's the Borg
0: I do not believe that is correct you think I
1: need your help Mr. Data I'm the first officer to ever convince a planet to explode and I look forward to doing it again
0: (laughs) Jack Membrane is my name now If you call me Data, I will perform a self-replicating dance until this this ship is full of me.
1: (laughs) 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 Riker nods and carefully takes a tiny piece of cake. Another Data enters, carrying a swirling green casserole. Oh,
0: I hurt. I hurt.
1: Uh, Cut to engineering. Troy enters from a vent and starts singing to Jordy.
0: Here, I'll be Troy.
1: Okay.
0: Jordy, you seem angry with me. Is it because of the nightmares I forced you to have?
1: <laughs> nope. Just finishing up a modified laser scanner to give it to my friend. He's the size of a particle, but he's still a pretty good person.
0: <laughs> Troy looks down at her empty stomach and frowns telepathically.
1: <laughs> Com- computer, locate a big thing of chips. <laughs> quarters of Commander Riker deck 50 oh that's the computer yeah. we can beam them over here to the engineering and take samples then we could give them to the holodeck to make them into electricity like the computer wants
0: affirmative <laughs> 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 oh I love this stage direction. Riker looks like he's fancy but unstable
1: <laughs> everything in sick bay is not good
0: and then this is Beverly Riker, have you seen my son? My instinct is he's going through body changes, and I need to help him adjust his uniform.
1: <laughs> Wesley decides to roll up with a couple of gorgeous crew members. Uh, this is Wesley. My mom is a real pain in the rocks, I tell you what. Congratulations <laughs> to the people who don't know
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> Bev says, I should inject you with respect. These can't be computer-generated. They're too beautiful.
1: Um, Riker says, Instant Crusher, you need to make sure that I do a lot of fun drugs at parties. No one's <laughs> going to listen to me if I don't know what's going down. Here, this is Wesley again, Here, sir, is a serotonin-coordinating sensor you could use to get bored all the time. <laughs> Riker turns right. it on and looks like fettuccine. Beverly smiles at the stars. They are never sick. <laughs> to the holodeck Uh, Troy and Jordy enter the holodeck with chips and suspicion (laughs) Jordy says I don't know how to make this be on
0: the holodeck becomes intensely Hawaiian security bears (laughs) enter they look good Troy says enjoy the bland taste computer we are going to leave negative (laughs) that's the computer says negative and then Jordy screams and screams (laughs) oh god
1: <laughs> oh now we're back on the bridge
0: so data says sir the enterprise is emitting low levels of starfleet graduates <laughs> we should try to find attractive friends
1: wolf kindly gets to the surface immediately oh uh, this is Riker. uh sir are you sure Worf wants to negotiate with the colony's office isn't he kind of inherently dangerous you have disgraced my father with your words <laughs> Uh, Picard says, Worf is kind and capable of dealing with anything that I may that may arise anywhere at any time, except me. Worf is the captain of my heart, and you know I support him. Who would you have sent?
0: And then Riker says, I want someone who parties hard huh? and knows when to fight a Klingon. I want someone with 15 pieces of metal in their face that would satisfy everyone who might rob us. Someone named William Riker of the USS Enterprise.
1: <laughs> uh, out of the darkness appears q he is clearly surprising
0: i have presented myself which humans did i interrupt now ah the redoubtable head of the ship you
1: i don't want you to interfere with my life mister
0: i am the universe how do you like this
1: suddenly there are gasps from the bridge and an impact wham all the sound is coming from the explosion data is almost frenzied with a tricorder and scans his head and body for orders Riker stares at his feet.
0: Captain, he has dropped a big scissors on us. <laughs> Close up
1: on Picard's frustrated forehead. <laughs> this is now my chief concern. <laughs> Holy lord. Uh, the end.
0: That is outstanding. Outstanding. Wow. Um,
1: man, thank you uh, to Jason and Jen and everybody who brought that to our attention.
0: Oh, that here. Is, uh, it's predictive. Because it funny. has all of these Twitter handles that are contributors. And it says algorithm predictive.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, botnik, you've really done it.
0: Yeah, Thank nice you. job.
1: Thank you. I wish we could get all the actors together to do this. I mean, it seemed, I mean, I feel like our performance was so good.
0: Oh, I really feel like we embodied most of the characters. Megan, what are we going to talk about today? I-, I thought it would be um, fun... Or disturbing to talk about all of the on-screen deaths on Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: Boy would it ever.
0: (laughs) Because lots of characters die and sometimes they're like main characters and sometimes they're like not so main characters. Um, But you know it's not like it's not like today's television children where people just die left and right. Deaths on Next Gen were deeply felt.
1: Um so pour one out. Let's get into it.
0: So obviously let's start with the most obvious which is Tasha Yar. Yeah. Tasha eats it at the end of what?
1: Season Season 1. She of course was killed by Armus on Vagra 2.
0: Yeah, who was like a He was like a cigar chomping. He didn't actually have a cigar, but he had this like, "Eh, hey, what are you going to do about it, buddies?" like this kind of like mobster voice. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Am I Am I making that up?
1: That sounds right.
0: He's like, what are you coming in here with your sticks and your gams?
1: Um, I don't remember that line, but yeah, I'm sure that was <laughs> in his thing. Oh, he was like the negative feelings of a planet or something. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Something. I think Something. I think uh, Tasha just went off the show. Yeah. Like, he was fine. like,
0: my name is Contract Dispute. That's right. And I'm here to whoop some ass.
1: That's right. Um, was she the only one he killed? I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then according to the internet, only um season one was only uh only yellow shirt guys. Who who ate it? Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah, the whole sort of like if you're in a red shirt you're gonna die it was really like original series.
1: Right. Um Oh, remember the girl who or the lady who fell through the um when the ship got phased or whatever and she fell yeah. into the deck. Poor
0: yeah. Lady. That was awesome and also terrifying.
1: I remember that being really scary to me.
0: Yeah. Kind of yeah. Because she was because she didn't have any like anxious face. Like she was just walking along and then like one of her hands was like sticking up in a weird way.
1: Right. Oh, the kid's mom died too from the from the bomb.
0: Oh, sure.
1: Um that's when the kid started acting like a oh no, a Wharf saved the kid or something. I don't know.
0: We gotta give a huh. shout out to um Lieutenant Commander Remick.
1: Oh yeah.
0: He who died in the like the most grisliest way. Like grisly way. Right. He was like he had a he was the host of a bunch of parasites. Who were like those little like buggy things that stick their Little stingers in your neck, and they like one by one took over everybody at Starfleet.
1: That's right. And that was supposed to be like a bigger subplot, but they kind of dropped it. It was yeah. very ominous that when they're like, oh, they sent a distress beacon or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was like the end of season one, and they were like, Starfleet's getting corrupted. And then they're like, no, it's not. Just kidding. Put it in reverse. What is this, the 70s? No. This is the 80s, my friend that's right we're not doing french connection all the presence men gritty realism we're doing optimism and reaganism
1: captain i have attempted to trace the message remick was sending i believe it was aimed at an unexplored sector of our galaxy
0: any idea what the message was data i believe it was a beacon a beacon yes sir a homing beacon sent from earth
1: Guys, I think it's time. Corn, 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 corn,
0: corn, 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 corn. Corn, 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 Megan's Corn Report. still makes me so happy.
1: Um, Megan.
0: Yes, Charlie.
1: It's April 27th, 2018. How's the corn?
0: Oh, my God. The corn is getting anxious. corn is getting excited. It's starting to, um... Uh, We're starting to uh, uh, make the bed. You know what I mean? Like digging up the earth and be like corn. I'm gonna fucking plow ya. Like it's getting real hot up in here. You know what I'm saying? It's like some deeply like reproductive stuffs happening in wow. the spring.
1: So the corn's not even in the ground yet.
0: No, we gotta. We just we, it snowed like three days ago. Oh, but really? yeah, but. It's coming. It's coming. It's exciting. We're getting we're getting machines like threshers out. Nobody really knows what a thresher is, but we know we're going to thresh some stuff. Threshing is happening. Um <laughs> Let's get threshy. That's what's oh. going to happen. Um and let's go back to my dear friend Jason Cassidy. He made he asked us in the listener mail about um if I would weigh in on Captain James T. Kirk being born in Riverside, Iowa. He is born in Riverside, Iowa, will be. And, in fact, Riverside, Iowa is a town that exists, and they have a, a big Star Trek summer, like, festival every year. And they have a statue of James T. Kirk that marks it as the future birthplace. And sometimes you get, like, D-list celebrities from the Star Trek universe will go down there, be like, you know, people like... Um, you know, Chekhov's best friend, Scratch. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, he'll be down there. I'm going to be like, yeah, I knew the guy who played Chekhov. Like that kind of stuff.
1: Um, how, many kids, how many kids are born in Riverside and, and are named Jim, James C. Kirk?
0: Well, all of them that are conceived in the month of August, I'll tell you that. They're either named James or they're named Phaser. We got a lot of phasers. We got a, little, a lot of little phasers running around. They're cute. They're just scrumptious little phasers. What else is up with it? Um, so we're 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 readying the ground. We're ready for the what's called corn fucking for real. That's what it is. It's um it's a very um it's a very licentious time. Do you know what I mean? Very... I do
1: not believe you. <laughs> there is no way that the term. That the mild-mannered Iowans use <laughs> for the planting of corn and the majority of their economy is corn fucking.
0: have it you know? It's a part of our whole. It's like what what are you doing in Iowa? Just fucking and shucking. Like that's our whole thing. About that's it. It's the from from birth to earth. You know what I'm saying?
1: I believe that has been said. I believe fucking and <laughs> shucking has been said. I do not believe corn fucking has been said.
0: Well, it's implied in the shucking. Right. It's implied. That's uh, like those A- those SAT tests, you know, like this is to that, like this is to that.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. How'd you do on the that's... SATs, by the way?
0: <laughs> I, uh, I didn't take them. I got busy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of taking them again this fall just to see.
0: Just to just to beat your own record?
1: That's right. <laughs> oh boy, I would do poorly.
0: I don't remember anything like math. Right. Which feels like that's part of it. Yeah. I don't even know my multiplication tables. Like don't ask me what six times seven is. I don't know. I really don't know. Forty-nine? Don't? Fifty-four? 62? I don't know. I have no idea.
1: When I was in third grade, we listened to records, and it it was just a guy singing the multiplication tables every day for, like, two weeks. I know all of them now.
0: Oh, that's great! Way to go! Texas school school. system.
1: Public school. Henrietta, Texas. I do enjoy pointing out to Lauren that she went to an expensive private school and can't add. (laughs) Um
0: down with the elites.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm terrible with algebra and geometry and all that stuff, but I can sure as hell do my multiplication.
0: I had a whole system, but it backfired on me. My system was, I created personalities for all the numbers, and then as they multiplied, would create like elaborate soap opera plots, right? So like five was a really industrious worker. Just put his head down and worked real hard. Six was this like ingenue who was in love with seven, but seven was... Uh, indentured to eight, who was this like old lady with a string of pearls who would boss him around, like, Oh, seven, go fetch me a tumbler full of lemonade and jams. Like, that would be eight. And so six would always want to get with seven, but seven would be like, I can't because I gotta be with eight right now. But then nine was like spectacular. Nine was like, was a hurdler. Nine ran hurdles. Um.
1: That is the school bell ringing, and you're just. <laughs> Failed the test because you didn't answer any questions. That's right. Because you had been running.
0: I didn't answer anything. But let me tell you, some hot and heavy stuff went down in my homework.
1: I'll, I'll bet it did. Um, <laughs> Lauren gets a, a brand of uh, granola called Purely Elizabeth, and I write a British costume drama every time I pick up or see the bag. I was going, Previously on Purely Elizabeth. And they're very, um, uh, you know, Bronte sisters. Uh, living in a big house—that's
0: fabulous. Yeah,
1: I You're never. No one. I, I'm. I just say it to myself when <laughs> I'm alone. Nobody else gets to hear it.
0: We gotta get a bot. Yeah, we gotta get a purely Elizabeth predictive text bot. Hundred percent. That's how you do that. Corn. corn and that corn, corn. was Megan's corn report.
1: Oh. Guys, we're real tired. <laughs> we are.
0: We're so, we Charlie and I have just been trading yawns back and forth.
1: We haven't watched Star Trek in a long time. <laughs> we don't know much about much. We tried.
0: Listen, they're not all going to be humdingers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you're just going to have to settle for um, for what life hands you. For the, for the synthahol. Do you know what I'm saying? Did, did when when any... life gives you sin, make synthahol.
1: I mean, in a way, this is your fault because you didn't submit any questions that I asked for at the last minute. <laughs> so, think about that.
0: What kind of world do you want to live in, Admirals to Club? Like, think about that. Think about. You do you know. want to be live in a world where Charlie and I have to produce independent thought? Because yeah. we're we're not we're not qualified for those kinds of shenanigans. Uh,
1: yeah, you need to think about your life.
0: And the time you're wasting with us. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. Um, but hopefully we've we've made your drive pretty more boring than it was. <laughs> so you're going to get home and you're going to feel you're better about say, yourself. You're going to wow,
0: what am I doing with my life that this is what I'm,
1: what I'm right. spending my time with? As always, um, big shout out to Tony Thaxton for writing our music. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, I think he's running a special right now. He'll write a song for you for twenty-five bucks. Yay! Hey! So hit him up at Tony Thaxton. Uh, as always, guys, hit us up on Twitter and Gmail. Even though you're not going to do that because nobody has in years, <laughs> but we have it.
0: Hope springs eternal.
1: That's right. Um, so until next time.
0: So we went into this. The- we went into this episode. We we're going to talk about um, on-screen death, but really. Just what died was the comedy. So good job, That's us. Right. That's it was, right. It, we did it on purpose.
1: It was Megan's idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't trust me with the keys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll come up with something better. <laughs> That's, That's this whole episode is just one long apology.
1: <laughs> just, guys, you shouldn't listen to this if you made it this long. Just get out of here.
0: Uh, Save yourself.
1: <laughs> As always, thank you. We'll see you guys uh, next time. Maybe.
0: Bye!
1: If we didn't lose you. (laughs) After our last encounter, I was asked to leave the Q Continuum. Since then, I've been wandering vaguely. Bored, really. My existence without purpose. Then I remembered all the good times I had with you.